0: where my handle is at Turkey Hitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 210, Turkey Hunter. Mulligan Stew. And I am your host and the guy who is going camping this weekend. And it is supposed to be cold. So you guys up north are gonna laugh when I say this. But it is supposed to be 34 degrees for a low Sunday morning. And I know a lot of you don't think that's cold. But when you're sleeping outside that's pretty darn cold. Especially for a southern boy. And where I am going camping, which is on my property down in Chilton County, which is south of Birmingham, it will be even colder. Yes, I will be south of Birmingham, where I live, and it's supposed to be 34, and it will be colder where I am going camping. I joke around and say that where my property is in Chilton County is the coldest place on the face of the earth. The temperature there will be probably 8 to 10 degrees colder. So I'm gonna say mid to upper 20s for a low. And I really expect that we're gonna have a pretty heavy frost. So it will be an interesting night and I would imagine by the time the morning rolls around, my tent will be pretty much sitting in the fire so I can keep warm. So I'm having a hard time believing this number, but it's accurate. The number is 129 days. 10 hours, 45 minutes, and 58 seconds until opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Just over four months. I'm still amazed at how quickly it's gone by. So I told you that we've got a turkey mulligan stew for you today. And as some of you in the Appalachian Mountains may know it, a turkey burgoo. But you may be wondering, what in the world is Andy talking about? Okay, most of you guys listening to the show know I ask you each and every year to send in your show topic ideas, and a lot of you guys do that for me, and I try pretty hard to bring those topics to you. I don't always get to them, and I don't always get to them when I want to get to them, but I've always felt like, and I still feel like, this show is your show. If I'm not bringing you topics that you want to hear and not helping you guys to be more successful in the turkey woods, then I don't know why you or anyone else would listen to the show. I know you're not listening solely due to my wit, my charm, sense of humor, and rugged good looks. Heck, my wife only listens to about one show every other year because of those reasons not because of the turkey information that we share. Another reason that I ask for show topics is because I don't know what you don't know. I have over 20 years turkey hunting experience. You may have zero years or you may have 40 years. We know different things. We hunt different turkeys. Your field turkeys don't act like my field turkeys. Your woods turkeys don't act like my woods turkeys. And if I don't hear from you, then I'll never know you or what you want or need to learn more of. All right. Many times when I receive show topic ideas from you guys, those ideas are really not broad enough or big enough, in my opinion, to make an entire 30 to 60 minute episode about. But, and that's a big but, what I can do with these small, targeted topics is to put several of them into one show. Now, in the past, I've turned turkey news into turkey soup episodes for you guys. This week, I'm turning kind of a hodgepodge of turkey hunting tips, tactics, and strategies into a pot of turkey mulligan stew. I am affectionately going to call this week's pot of turkey mulligan stew the Joe Casalco recipe, because Joe actually sent in both of the topics that i'm going to cover in today's show joe's a long-time listener to the show and a heck of a nice guy to boot now i'm not covering joe's topic suggestions for those reasons but i am going to cover them because he's made some suggestions for topics that i've never covered by myself or even with a guest on this podcast before so are you ready all right let's do this the first topic suggestion from joe is safe and practical ways to circle or get ahead of uncooperative birds. So if you've ever hunted turkeys, then you know exactly what Joe's talking about. There are several scenarios that arise every season when we need to circle turkeys while we're hunting. Most of those circling strategies are put into place for one of two reasons. Either to get ahead of a moving gobbler that we're hunting or to reposition to change our setup location to a location that is more favorable for the gobbler we are hunting to approach us. I think that I have different approaches for each of those two reasons to circle a tom and I want to talk about circling to get ahead of a bird first. Circling a tom to get ahead of him means that that bird is on the move to get somewhere. Now. I'm not talking about runners. You guys know what runners are. They're those frustrating, nearly impossible to kill, gobbling fools that don't stay in one spot for more than about 60 seconds. They are a huge thorn in my rear end about once a season. So since I'm not talking about runners, what I am talking about is a tom that has a territory A home range that he stays in almost all the time. A range that he may roost in the exact same tree every night, or he may have three to five different roosting areas that he may roost in on any given night. He gobbles in the morning after fly down. He acts interested in our calls, but he doesn't come in. He stays in the general vicinity of where he flew down, waiting for the hen he heard sweet talking in him to show up. But when she doesn't, He gives that see you later gobble and starts to move on. So what do we do now? Well, I can tell you from experience that I have had little to no luck going to where that turkey flew down to and was gobbling from and trying to call him back there immediately after he has left that area. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't work but I have not had any luck doing that. Instead, I'm going to try to figure out where that bird wants to go next, and I want to get there before he does, at least five minutes before he does. So when we begin our circling of that bird to try to get ahead of him, we have pretty much two choices of an approach here. If we know where he wants to go after he leaves his fly down spot, then we need to decide if we want to intercept him on his way to his destination, whether that's a field or a creek or a lake or a strut zone, or do we want to get to that field or creek or lake or strut zone where he's heading and wait him out. Personally, I think that trying to intercept him is the least effective of those two strategies because that Tom may take a circuitous route to get to the field, the creek, the lake, or the strut zone that he's headed to. And if the tom gets within 75 to 100 yards of our setup and within 75 to 100 yards of his destination, then I think probably about 9 times out of 10, we're going to lose that battle because that tom is going to go to his destination. He's going to gobble, strut, drum and he's going to expect that hen that was calling to him and talking dirty to him just a few minutes earlier to come to him after he arrives at his destination. Most often, if he beats you to the spot where he really wants to be, you lose. With that said, we should go to that place that he wants to be and wait on him to show up. Sometimes, we don't even have to call, but we all love to call So a little, and I mean very little, calling shouldn't hurt. So how do we go about circling this Tom without spooking him? Well, first and foremost, I hope that that Tom's gobbling regularly on his own so that we can keep up with his location. But if he's not gobbling regularly enough, then we will want to use locator calls to keep him gobbling. I think that one mistake that we make in this situation is that we keep him gobbling every breath because we love to hear him gobble, but we don't want that Tom gobbling every breath because that is the perfect situation for him to call in a hen, a predator, or another hunter, the ultimate predator. Again, if he's gobbling every breath on his own, then we just have to hope for the best and get where he wants to be quickly. Okay, we're gonna try to keep him gobbling every two to three minutes, and we're gonna circle him while keeping enough distance between us and the turkey so that we don't spook him while we're moving? So how much distance is enough distance? That's a great question. I kind of estimate how far I can see in the woods by crouching down to where I'm at what I think is eye level with a turkey and will sometimes double but most likely triple that distance. So if I crouch down and I can see... 50 yards, then I'm going to try to stay between 100 and 150 yards away from where that turkey is. I want to be sure that turkey is not going to see me. By doing that, we're going to help to account for the amount of foliage on the trees. So in early spring, we might be able to see 100 or 150 yards through the woods. And if that's the case, then we need to be a bare minimum of 200 to 300 yards away from where that turkey is gobbling. So from there, we should try to keep that amount of distance between the tom and us, and then we should try to move as quickly and quietly as possible to where we think that tom is headed. Now, we all know that quickly and quietly most often do not go well together in the woods, so we need to find that happy medium. At times, for me, that happy medium has nearly been an all-out sprint, but most of the time, it's a pretty quick pace. If it's early spring and I'm keeping 300 to 400 yards between me and a gobbling turkey. I don't have much of an issue walking quickly and making noise in the woods. I don't think that walking quickly and making noise in the leaves and walking through the woods is as big a deal as it is when we are 100 yards away from a gobbling turkey. We should use the terrain to our advantage. Use it as a shield between us and the turkey as much as we can and we shouldn't be we should never be afraid to stand next to a tree when we get to the tom's desired location and stand there waiting for him to show sometimes that 15 to 30 seconds saved by standing instead of sitting up against a tree is the difference in a happy ride or a sad ride home the second circling scenario is The one that we're going to use when we just need to reposition ourselves because our original setup is in a location that the tom does not want to go. As much as I would love to tell you that this never happens to me, man, I can't even BS you guys about this one because you'll see right through it. We all like to plan our approaches and setups and get those right the first time that we try, but turkey hunting just doesn't work out that way. We turkey hunters are going to have to reposition on a turkey. Sometimes, multiple times in order to be able to get an opportunity to get a shot at him. The bad thing about this fact is that we will never get an answer from a turkey as to why our current setup is not going to work. But it could be a fallen tree, a ditch full of water, hey a ditch with no water. The angle of the sun and the direction of the gobblers approach Whatever the reason may be, there's going to be a time when we're going to have to reposition to better our chances of harvesting that tom. Now, I think that repositioning on a hung-up tom should be one of the last tactics that we consider. And a lot of times, I will play the quiet game with a bird before I move just to try to get him to break and come check out the area where that hen was calling to him just a few minutes before she went silent and maybe walked away. You know, I have two real last resort tactics on a hung up gobbler. One of those tactics is to gobble at him on private land, of course. The second tactic is just sit down against a tree and take a nap. No, seriously though, the quiet game is one of the most deadly turkey hunting tactics that there is in my opinion again, going silent on a gobbling tom for 30 minutes or so is often just too much for him to handle. And of course it works better when ready, willing, and able live hens are not plentiful. After trying the quiet game for a half an hour to 45 minutes, if he still hasn't broken and he's still in the same spot, then I'll attempt to circle that tom. To get in a position or a setup that I think will work best for me as long as the tom cannot possibly see me now before I ever move and remember I've just been playing the quiet game for 30 or 45 minutes so I've had time plenty of time to run this scenario through my head but before I move I know all right, that is all that I have for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you're going to need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, what you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word. Text Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will send you a text message with some instructions that you will need to follow. And eventually, I will email you a link that you can click on, even with your mobile device, where you can set up your username and your password with Podbean, and you can pay the $18 per year subscription to become a subscriber to the premium content. When you become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast, you will not only get the rest of this week's episode, but you will be able to get the premium content for all of our past episodes and the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well all for 18 bucks so jump on out there text turkey hunter to the number 44222 and make it happen so i hope that you guys enjoyed the show today i plan on doing a few more of these to try to cover some of these topics that you guys have passed to me that I haven't covered before the new year rolls around and I ask you to send me more topic suggestions. Hey, can you do me a favor this week before I cut you loose? If you would please like and share the posts for this week's episode on Facebook and Twitter, I would be very appreciative of that. That does an amazing job of driving additional traffic to the show. And because it helps to grow the show, I'm very appreciative. Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review.